4: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor at com. It's been a weekend. It's been a long, long weekend. The NFL draft has officially concluded. The Pittsburgh Steelers have seven new players, and we are going to break down day three of the three-day process. Joining me as always, our podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis. What's going on, Brian?
0: Oh, wow. What a fun weekend all the way around, so I'm just feeling good, but Not going to lie to you, I'm glad that the Steelers draft is almost over. We'll have those other picks coming in. And when I say picks, the phone calls to the UDFAs.
4: Yes, undrafted rookie free agents will be signed soon, and they will have that announcement shortly, I'm sure. Dave Schofield, other editor at
3: BTSC. What's up, Dave? Sorry, I was knocking my Hydra flask over and everything, trying to get some lighting. Uh, Just so you guys know, they just announced Mr. Irrelevant, the final pick. Quarterback Brock go. Purdy, Iowa State goes to the 49ers. So now the draft is officially over. Officially over. Um, well, I mean, I think we already knew the pick, but uh whew, the, you know, sorry we're going a little bit later, but you know, Kevin Colbert doing his very his lat what we believe is his last press conference. That that was really something, but the, the draft is a whole and Colbert's last draft and you know, breaking it down and everything. It's it's been a crazy yet fun few days, is a great way to say it absolutely
4: very yeah uh it's so let's we're gonna do a lot of talk about and on all of our podcasts about the entire draft class all seven players maybe a few undrafted free agents if one or two pop up that are noteworthy but i want to get charles thought just on just on day three so day three that's rounds four through seven let's go through what happens in in round four? This is a compensatory pick for Bud Dupree, pick number thirty three in the in the round overall one thirty eight. The Steelers take Calvin Austin the third, a speedster out of Memphis, wide receiver. Brian, what do you think about the pick?
0: Love little guys. I love little guys that can burn. I love the fact that you got your big guy. Now you've got that slot guy. You have uh, you have so many weapons now on that offense. Speed kills and Pittsburgh Steelers, there's going to be an APB out on them for murder. (laughs) Uh,
4: Dave, (laughs) what are your thoughts on the smaller
3: yet really, really fast wide receiver? That might've been my favorite pick. The one I got the most excited about, because as I said before, you know, everything's running together between the breaking news podcasts and us uh, working behind the scenes and everything. But if he would have been the Steelers' only wide receiver that they took, you would have questioned, "Oh, he's small. You know, can he really do everything else?" But the fact that it was him with Pickens, I think, is what really makes it so great. I love the difference in the two receivers that they got. I think that there's a potential for some huge uh, playmaking ability uh, there with with. Why does Collins right? <laughs> I, 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 all the names are or Austin, Austin, Austin. Austin. Why did I say Collins? Where did that come I, from? Austin. <laughs> all, the, I, all these names are rushing together into my brain. Um, it's been a long week, but no, that's I thought that one was was pretty exciting um, to to see what the what the Steelers can do. It, it kind of makes me think when you have one of those guys that can do things that. That, you know, super quick, almost like a gadget guy. It makes me think of, you know, the, the, I'm not saying it's going to be the same thing, but like the slash area when you never knew, you, you never knew what the Steelers were going to do. You wanted to tune in to see what kind of crazy stuff they could pull. Maybe they get back to tuning in to see what kind of crazy stuff they pull.
4: Definitely a gadget type player when in motion a lot, you're not going to see him typically just lining up and staying in one spot. Um, my concern is maybe that he is a, uh, a Dree Archer 2.0, but we'll see if that happens. I don't want to put that on him, but still, that's what came to mind when I hear about his size and his speed. Matt Canada is a different coordinator, so we'll see how things go. Now, after the fourth round pick of Austin, there was a big lull. The Steelers didn't have a fifth round pick. A lot of people thought the Steelers would trade into the fifth round like they did last year. When they picked up Isaiah Loudermilk, they did not. They stayed put. They didn't trade once this entire draft. And then they finally had a six-round pick, the 30th in that round overall, 208, and that's from the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a conditional draft pick for uh, Melvin Ingram, which I said this to our group on Zoom when we were meeting during the draft. I said, could you imagine if the Steelers didn't trade Ingram away? They wouldn't have had a pick until the seventh round. (laughs) Yeah. So with that Mm -hmm. pick in the sixth round, the Steelers take – another set of brothers essentially Connor Hayward tight end running back H back whatever you want to call him from Michigan State Brian what were your thoughts when they made that selection
0: well it's almost like Cam's so old he's probably his uncle more like it but no I loved it because I like a big guy like that and how many times have you heard over the last couple years wouldn't be cool to line up Cam Hayward is fullback and just put him in from the one yard line. Hey, you could possibly do that with a guy like this. This guy is used to having the ball in his hands. They're probably going to go ahead and do some things like line him up as an H-back. You know, he, the tight end coach came out, Alfredo Roberts came out to talk about him. So he could be listed as a tight end for the Steelers. But then Mike Tomlin dusted off his phrase about Trey Norwood last year, the Swiss army knife. Well, here we go again. He called him a Swiss Army knife just now, and there should be some exciting things having Connor Hayward in the mix.
4: That's yeah, Swiss Army knife. Like he loves that term. He's always used it. I remember him using it with uh, Sanu with the when he was with the Bengals. So, but Dave, let me ask you about uh, Connor Hayward. When they made the pick, were you sitting there like me and thinking? Of course, they're taking Connor Hayward. But what was your initial reaction?
3: Yeah, well, before I answer this question, I'm going to say, you said there was a long – imagine what the law would have been if the Steelers didn't get that trade and had that six-round pick. Imagine what it would have been if Bud Dupree would have played more last year and the Steelers would have been picking last night in the third That's and not true. in the fourth today. Then they would have had a long break there too. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a
4: good point. That's a good but
3: point. So, but uh, instead it was a fourth round instead of a third. Back to Connor Hayward. I. I, anytime I ran a mock draft simulation, which wasn't all that often, but anytime I did, if he was there in the sixth, I took him. That's just what I did. And what do you know? He was there in the sixth for the Steelers, and they took him. It just – I don't know why. No inside thing. Just a gut feeling that the Steelers would go in that direction. They just got to figure out um, where he fits and what they want to do. So it, it, it's not like you're taking – A day two pick, and you got to figure out how to use them. This is a day three pick. This is the sixth round pick. If he fits in some of the things they want to do, great. If not, then, then. Cam's brother hangs around for for as much as he can. Play some special teams. It's nice to have versatility. They love versatility. That's what they got there. And I I feel that the Steelers had an opening at at a third tight end spot there where they could have someone that that could slide in, and that's where I would kind of put him if if he can earn a roster spot um, in that role.
4: I mean – I feel like his path to the roster is is going to be beating out Trey Edmonds. I'm not, I don't think this is going to impact Derek Watt too much. I think he's way more versatile than either of those players. Um, I think he would be more of a Trey Edmonds that Trey Edmonds could actually run with the football if he had to. I don't. I don't think Derek Watt is comfortable in that setting. Uh, he can catch the ball as a tight end. I love the pick. I thought that, and this has nothing to do with cam hayward being his brother i thought that this was a tremendous selection i thought maybe they could have waited till the seventh clearly they didn't want to even though they had an early pick in that seventh round they were they wanted their guy they wanted to make sure they got him and they did so i think this is a good addition uh pretty crazy when you think about four sets of brothers on one national football league team but that's the 2022 Steelers. All right, let's go to the seventh well, round now. Go
3: ahead, Dave. About the brothers, what's even crazier about that is of those four sets, three of them were on opposite sides of the ball. There you go. Good to
4: know. Okay, <laughs> now let's, let's go to the seventh round. The Pittsburgh Steelers had two selections there. They had the fourth overall pick, uh, fourth pick in that round, the overall 225. That was from the New York Jets. I believe that was in the Avery-Williamson trade. And they chose... This guy, Mark Robinson, a linebacker out of Ole Miss. Now, rarely do you find a group of individuals that are as glued to uh, what's going on in the National Football League than you do at BTSC. Uh, The brain trust was all together on the Zoom call, and when the pick was made, everyone's like, I can't find anything about this guy, like literally nothing. So I'm actually going to go to Dave first. Dave did find some information about him, and then we're going to get Brian's thoughts. So Dave, you did the Breaking News podcast. What do you think?
3: Yeah, and that was a tough one to do, but it was nice because I could make it a little shorter because the Steelers were picking again soon. But it really did come from the guys that were helping out in that Zoom call, Jeffrey Benedict, Matt, Matty P, um, really, you know, found some stuff. this uh, Ole Miss was his third school. And you find out a little bit more from the Kevin Colbert press conference that, you know, he started at uh, Presbyterian as a scholarship player. They did away with scholarships. He left. He went to Southeast Missouri, I do believe it is. They didn't play during COVID. So a, a former... Um, teammate convinced him to go to Ole Miss. That's when they they had him out there just playing some scout defense, I guess, and said, hey, this guy can play some defense. And that's what he did this past year. So that's, uh, he was like second or third in tackles on the team. Um, athletic linebacker and someone like Jeffrey will probably want to break down how he fits into different things that Brian Flores likes to do is probably what um, <laughs> is going, ultimately going to come down to.
4: Yeah, and that's something that when you were doing that podcast, he actually did look up some film on him. He said he's a great blitzer. He can read those holes. He's a, he was a running back. He understands that part of the game. He said coverage is a little uh, yikes. We'll put it that way. Um, but Brian Anthony Davis, we didn't know much about Mark Robinson after you learn a little bit. What are your thoughts?
0: I still don't know much about Mark Robinson. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. You know, I think he is going to be the Isaiah Loudermilk of this draft where people are just going to not be excited about him until they get a chance to see the guy play and see what he does. You know, he gets a chance to earn his spot on the roster in training camp, in mini camp. So we'll see, you know, but there's still really not much to know. But when you, and I think it was mentioned, when you only really play one year at linebacker and you get 93 tackles in the SEC, that's pretty darn good.
4: Yeah. He is an athlete. I mean, you can go from a running back, whether I don't care what college you're in, if you can go from a running back and still find your way to the NFL uh, and by switching positions and going to linebacker, that's pretty special. So the Steelers then are almost
3: like a tight end switching to outside linebacker, Wisconsin or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> you're true. That's TJ Watt, you're correct. <laughs>
4: All right, so now the second seventh round pick for the Steelers was pick number twenty in the round, overall number two forty one, and they double dipped. Not with an organ, not with a college, but at a position. They select Chris Alladokun, a quarterback out of South Dakota State. When I heard this, and Jeff, myself, I, I'm speaking in third person. I'm not a draftnik. I don't know. I don't know players that were picked in the second round, let alone in the seventh but I knew this guy because he was reported that the Steelers had met with him. And I wrote the article for the website and I found an interview he did with, I think it was the um, draft network. And I was, found it very intriguing, you know, he was at Samford the year after Devlin Hodges, duck Hodges left. He stayed there for a year transfers to Florida. Uh, well, what is the school yet? Um, Come on, help me Sanford. out. Sanford? No, not, yeah. not after after Sanford. He went to um,
3: North Dakota State.
4: No, he went. He's South no, Florida. he he
3: started off in Central Florida, then yes, went to Sanford. Then he
4: went to Sanford. He yeah, had, so he's at three and then schools.
3: graduated. Graduated, and he went um, to grad school uh, for his last year for South Dakota yeah. State.
4: So he's been to three different schools, technically, in his college experience. He knows Deontay Johnson well. And uh, now he finds his way to the Pittsburgh Steelers as that fourth quarterback that everyone talked about, including Kevin Colbert, wanting to have four quarterbacks. So, uh, Brian, when you see that they drafted this athletic quarterback in the second pick of the seventh round, what are your thoughts?
0: You know, it makes me wonder what they have planned on a gadget side because I remember when they brought in Cordell Stewart in 95, when they brought in Antoine Randall L in 2002, they did a lot of gadget stuff. Now, they both played wide receiver. Are they going to play this guy at wide receiver? That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just suggesting that he might be an athlete, that if they keep around, they, he might be something that they try to move in and do some stuff with. But this also makes me think that when you bring in two quarterbacks in, in the draft, you don't expect to cut one. You do everything you can not to cut any of your draft picks. So that means that they might be looking at moving somebody outside of the organization if it's possible. And we've talked about that last night. There are so many different ways they can go with a starting quarterback. We've heard three different guys as starting quarterback. I'm not suggesting that the Duke, which I'm going to call Ola Dukon, the Duke, even though I could call him Duck because he's the D-U-K and he followed the duck Hodges at Sam Sanf- at Samford. So you could call him duck 2.0, but the Duke could be in there for some different reasons. And maybe Matt Canada has some gadget plans for this guy.
4: You, you never know. And then, so what's really cra- kind of crazy to me is so when you think about in, that was the last draft pick the Steelers made. They have seven total picks. Five of them went on the offensive side of the ball, only two on defense. Uh, let's let's just kind of have an overall takeaway from day three. Uh, Dave, we'll start with you. What was your overall takeaway from day three when you think about the fact that they took, obviously, a receiver in round four, the hybrid H-back in round six and Connor Hayward, linebacker Mark Robinson in seven, and then a quarterback in the second pick in round seven. What are your thoughts on day three of the Steelers NFL draft?
3: Well, if I could say something real quick about the quarterback pick, yeah, um, sure, that's that did- I, I, it's something I say all the time. When it comes to the seventh round, these are basically players that are that are right next to being an undrafted free agent. The Steelers simply don't want to fight other teams to get them, so they're so they're players really around the same thing, but they didn't have to fight for him. So that's probably why the Steelers went. If there was one quarterback that they wanted over the others, then that's probably why they just went with that pick. Maybe if there was someone else there, they would have wanted, but they felt that they could get them um, as an undrafted free agent. There's um, there's uh, already some rumors coming through about some players uh, signing with the Steelers. So overall... You know, I thought I loved that they started strong with another wide receiver and then everything else that they did, you know, the Connor Hayward was something I kind of had on my radar. And then the other guys were just guys. I feel that were, you know, similar to undrafted free agents, guys, you take a flyer on that that were, that spent time at three schools for various reasons, one, you know, changing a position last year, things, things of that nature. This, these are picks that, you know, you never know if you've got a Brett Keisel. or or a Kelvin Beecham, or I could throw out a bunch of different names of players that never played a snap in the NFL with seventh-round picks. So there's a wide range that you get in day three. That's why it's the overall feeling, because it starts off with someone that you feel was going to contribute and get on the field to start the day, and guys at the end that you that really that – they're, they're a guy that might not even make the practice squad, but yet could come through and really, really um, be like a Trey Norwood um, was last year.
4: Uh, yeah, the uh, the Trey Norwood thing is a great, a great thing to remember from last year as the seventh rounder. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on day three for the Steelers?
0: I really like day three because it got you something that you really weren't expecting in an extra wide receiver. That means that they're really looking at filling out that room, and we talked all along that there was a possibility that they could go with two wide receivers in this draft. And they did just that, and they got two very different guys. So you kind of like that. The Connor Hayward pick, he's going to be ready to go on special teams and do a lot of the uh, dirty work and the tough stuff, even if he's in a fullback. I really like what he can do, and they keep on saying stuff like Swiss Army Knife. So it tells me that they're planning on mixing it up and just not being... The Randy Land typical. So, you know that's what I feel like this draft is. the The linebacker that they picked, he could be a special teamer to start, and then you have the pick of the new quarterback. And something that I didn't mention before with this quarterback pick, it, if this is a guy that they can stash on the practice squad, then they have a guy that they could look at that is can throw the ball and is very shifty, a la a the quarterbacks, the two quarterbacks in Baltimore. And if Deshaun Watson plays a quarterback in Cleveland, so he could be your practice squad guy that could even emulate those guys instead of bringing a guy in for a week on your practice squad to emulate those guys. So that's something, I mean, they kind of, uh, they kind of went outside the box. There's a lot of disappointment in the live chat. You're going to be disappointed, but you aren't in those meetings. I'm not in those meetings either, but I like the vision here.
4: Okay, so, real quick? Uh, let's, let's look over the entire three-day process. And I just want to ask you a simple question. What's your favorite draft pick out of the, out of the three-day process? Dave, we'll start with you.
3: I can't even remember their names. Okay, well, let's, I'll, I'll read them off. I'll read them off. Hold on, here we go. It's Calvin Austin. It's Calvin Austin. Is probably my favorite one, just because of it being a fourth round pick. Yet, and and yet it was their second wide receiver, and yet the difference that they got in wide receiver there for some reason. I don't know why that strikes me. Maybe I'm not thinking straight right now because of the the craziness of the last three days. But for some reason, I I, I just I, I think that brings, I I see potential excitement. In the offense, which I felt a
0: lot of times for the Steelers last year was ho hum. Okay, what about you, Brian? What's your favorite pick? George Pickens, love this guy. Yeah, okay, that's a good I, one too. I really think that uh, he's going to add a new dimension. And wow, that wide receiver room looks really nice right now. I'm actually going to go.
4: You all both went with an offensive player. I'm going to go with a defensive player. I think to Marvin Lee. I was doing a little reading on him both through our you know top 250 that Andrew Wilbar and several others help with. Um, and, and it was, it was talked that he could be a top, you know, a top draft pick a round one pick coming into last season. And it didn't play out well for him, but I see a ton of uh, Yeah. You know, the word Dave, that, that terrible T word <laughs> potential boy, this guy has a ton of potential. And so if the Steelers could somehow, some way get that potential and just tap into it, my goodness, it is, it, it, it's just, Could really help that defensive line that needs an injection of youth. Um, Just, man, I'm excited about that pick. And I I like that I wrote the article uh, for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers after uh, day two. When they took Liao, I wrote it late last night. That guy's got a chip on his shoulder. He sent out a tweet Mm -hmm. just in general after day one saying, oh, okay, you didn't take me in uh, day one. Y'all are going to pay, essentially. Essentially. So I I love that. I love that attitude, taking it and going to turn into something good. All right, let's do some final thoughts. Uh, Like I said, we are going to be talking about this draft class a lot as the Steelers prepare for the rest of OTAs, rookie minicamp, mandatory minicamp. Then you have the lull, but I was just talking with Dave the other day about how there's still going to be a lot of news for the Steelers. The GM search is going to be completed at some point. Will Devin Bush's fifth-year option be picked up on Monday, which is when Kevin Colbert said they're going to address it? That's the deadline. There's going to be a lot of news. This does not end here. So, Brian, I'm going to throw it over to you uh, in terms of, you know, just, I guess, wrap things up for for the weekend, what you're looking forward to coming up, what you can expect on Behind the Steel Curtain, all that good stuff.
0: I know you are all tired of me saying, trust the process. We don't have any scouts in our living room. They do. I'm not going to do that right now. What I'm going to say right now is there's a vision that we are not akin to right now. And Dave mentioned something earlier about the seventh round pick being the guy that you can guarantee that you can get and not have to fight for him as an undrafted free agent. You're going to start seeing undrafted free agents coming in and we've already seen rumors of an offensive lineman. If you would have picked an offensive lineman or a defensive back with that seventh pick, what have you been happy? Because we're seeing why didn't the Steelers draft a defensive back? We're seeing it in all caps. We're seeing a lot of people s- say this kind of stuff. But what if they bring that defensive back in right away? What what if they know they can get that defensive back and bring him in as an undrafted free agent? How much different is that than bringing him in as a seventh rounder? So. Are we going to be upset if they would have brought a defensive back in in the seventh round and not in the third round? So there's different things to look at. But you know what? They definitely have a plan, and I really am excited to see how this plan you know, turns out. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is not a disappointing draft. I was a familiar with a lot of these names, most of these names. Not Mark Robinson, of course. I'm looking forward to get to know him. And you're going to get to know him on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You guys say one-stop shop. I say that too. But I also say non-stop shop because we are on all the time. We ran close to 2021 podcast just over the last three days in this draft to keep you and ourselves up on everything going in the NFL draft. And we're going to continue to do that. So you will have this podcast and all of the wrap-ups that we had, the roundups that we had. The, uh, the roundtables, excuse me, the Dave Schofield Breaking News podcast. If you want to go back and hear a little bit about these guys, you have all of that at your fingertips on the BTSC podcast side, the podcast family, wherever you download your favorite podcast. So it's going to be there. We're going to have, tomorrow night's going to be a very fun show for me. This is the first time I'm teaming up one-on-one with Kyle Christ from what Ian's talking about and that is going to be on the sunday night q and a. so you're going to have you're going to have some offbeat answers, but it's going to be a lot of fun talking about these guys. hey, i can understand if you're disappointed that one guy wasn't picked over the other. you know, a lot of people think, well, you could have waited for a quarterback, but you know, they have a plan and they know what they can get and they know what fits, so i'm loving this I can't wait to continue to talk about it, and I guarantee you we will. But with that being said, I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) Let's go over to Dave Schofield. I almost did right there. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) uh, I'm
3: I'm dragging right now, but I will say this. Did you want to ask me? Did you want to say something, Jeff, before I started? Go ahead and your
0: final thoughts.
3: Yeah, well. Some people were upset. Oh, I can't believe the Steelers didn't draft a defensive back. Oh, I can't believe they didn't draft an offensive lineman. Oh, I can't believe they didn't grab another running back. Guess what? So far, there's three players that have been rumored to be signing with the Steelers and undrafted free agents. Guess what they are? A cornerback, an offensive tackle, and a running back. And the process is still going on right now.
4: lineman now is rumored. <laughs> What's that? Yet another, another one? Another offensive lineman, yeah.
3: Um, uh, one from Alabama and one from North Carolina, right?
4: Mm-hmm, yep.
3: And then, and then a running back from, uh, Oklahoma and a cornerback and a cornerback from, USC, what was that one? Uh, I'm trying to find it again. Uh, USC. Yep. So these are some things. If you want to know more information, you got to go to behind the You want to stop shop for all things, Pittsburgh Steelers. The, it's funny because draft is, I'm going to say it again. Everyone wants to fall in love with prospects. It doesn't matter if we love them or not. What matters is if we love them when they become Pittsburgh Steelers. And so many people want to draw, dive so much into it and get upset that, oh, well, this person went to that team or this person went to that team. You know what? Sometimes we value them more than the Steelers, and sometimes the Steelers value other people more than us. There are players that we have been really big on in the past at, at BTSC, and they're like, oh, that would be so great if they were Steelers, and then they weren't. And you know What? Sometimes they weren't for a reason, (laughs) And and their careers don't pan out. And what do you know? The Steelers were right. Sometimes the Steelers aren't as high on someone that we might be high on, and they have a great NFL career. It's kind of how it all works. We're not the front office. We're not. So the Steelers did what they needed to do, and now that they've made this decision, I'm excited about these players. I'm ready to get behind them, and I want to see what they can do on the field. I'm just frustrated that we have to wait so long until we can see it.
4: I agree with the frustration on having to wait. I know for me and you know, a lot of people out there, they, they want the instant breakdown analysis, why they see it on ESPN, whether it's Mel Kiper, Todd McShay, all these other people, uh, the NFL network has their own people. It doesn't matter where you're watching. They all have these people that want to break down and give you exactly what you want to know. I'm not that type of person. You know, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of fans that are like me that I want to know who they are. And then I want to kind of learn more about them as we go. Cause these guys are sealers that these seven players are Steelers for probably at least the next three to four years. Now's the time that we get to kind of dive into it. So, uh, you know, as exciting as this time is uh, for the Steelers fan base, I feel like the next few weeks are very valuable in terms of learning about these players. We'll have shows that are going to dive in with people that cover these players in college that know them very, very well. It's going to be really, really good. So make sure you stay tuned. You can follow us on our audio only platform, Wherever you get your podcast, we are everywhere. Just search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. We will be the top search on most of those searches on most platforms. Just subscribe or follow whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. Other than that, that's a wrap for the 2022 NFL Draft. Um, Thank you all for being a part of it. And whether you're watching live on YouTube, Facebook, or listening on the audio platform, it's been a pleasure. We will continue this labor of love in the meantime. Seven new Steelers. We're going to talk a lot about them. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. And we will see you in the next podcast.
0: When I
1: know that it can never really be the same. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession?
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.